BakerBots LLP provides podcasts for educational purposes only. They are not legal advice. This communication may constitute attorney advertising. Welcome to the Environmental Evolutions Podcast, where we explore the changing landscape of environmental law and policy. I'm your host, Megan Birch, joining you today from San Diego, California. Today's episode brings us back to the great state of California and its quest for meeting carbon neutrality and greenhouse gas emission reduction goals. The California Climate Regulator, referred to as CARB, the California Air Resources Board, is proposing amendments to its already robust mobile source regulations, and specifically its Advanced Clean Fleets, or ACF, regulation. Joining the podcast today to bring us up to speed on the rulemaking is Julie Kress, former CARB attorney, current BakerBots attorney in our San Francisco office, and most importantly, prior podcast guest. Thank you for joining us today, Julie. Thanks for having me on again. Okay, Julie, let's start with a level set for listeners. What is ACF? So California has long regulated emissions from mobile sources that operate in California. That includes light duty, passenger vehicles, construction vehicles, and heavy duty trucks. And last year, CARB adopted its Advanced Clean Cars 2 regulation, which addressed light duty vehicles. But now it's looking to address the medium and heavy duty vehicles that provide logistics and various operations across the state. And it's doing this through a suite of regulations it's calling the Advanced Clean Fleets Regulation, or ACF. So historically, CARB regulated diesel-fueled fleets under their truck and bus regulation and the drainage truck regulation. And for those listeners that don't know what drainage trucks are, drainage trucks are those trucks that are operating at or through a port or an intermodal rail yard. The truck and bus regulation and the drive truck regulation were adopted back in 2008, and there was a lot of attention given to those rules, given their financial impact on the trucking community and logistics broadly across California. Now, moving forward to ACF and the changing regulatory framework for addressing greenhouse gas reductions in California, we're seeing a more aggressive stance from CARB. This is directed by the governor's executive order, which mandated zero emissions from the transportation sector, including a goal of achieving zero emission trucks and buses by 2045, everywhere feasible in California. So what CARB did a couple of years ago was adopted the advanced clean trucks rule, which imposed an increasing ZEV sales mandate for heavy-duty truck manufacturers starting with model year 2024 and going through model year 2035. Now, with ACS, CARB is seeking to further extend and strengthen that sales mandate that was adopted with ACT, the Advanced Clean Trucks Rule, but also sets a fleet standard for vehicles that operate in California. The Advanced Clean Fleets Regulation essentially has four separate rules really within ACF. Those four elements of the rule are a sales mandate, which mandates 100% new vehicle sales must be zoned by 2036. For drayage trucks, 
drainage trucks have to be registered with CARB to be able to operate in California. And starting on January 1st of 2024, you can no longer register an internal combustion drainage truck in California. That means that ultimately, if you add a drainage truck to your fleet starting in January of 2024, it has to be a ZEB vehicle. But you can continue to operate your legacy internal combustion truck until it meets the end of its useful life. But ultimately, by January 1st, 2035, all drainage trucks operating in California will be zero emission vehicles. So the other two elements of the rule apply to, first, state and local government fleets. And ECF proposes to set a purchasing requirement for ZEV vehicles for state and local governments. And then perhaps the most significant one is what's called the high-priority fleets component of the regulation. And that piece sets model year schedules for new fleet additions starting January 1st of 2024. And it states that new fleet additions must be zero emission vehicles and legacy trucks must be removed after they reach their minimum useful life. Or entities can choose a phase-in approach where increasing percentages of their fleet will be required to be ZEVs. So there's a lot going on with the proposed rule and a lot to digest. So who does ACF apply to? Great question. For the sales mandate, ACF applies to the manufacturers of vehicles. For the remainder of the elements of ACF, it applies to owners and operators of the vehicles and hiring entities or entities in positions of control of those vehicles. With ACF, CARB has vastly expanded the regulatory target from their prior regulations, the truck and bus regulation and the drainage truck regulation. For example, the truck and bus regulation only applied to fleet owners and entities that hired or dispatched diesel vehicles greater than 14,000 pounds gross vehicle weight rating. With ACF, CARB expanded the applicability to reach vehicles that are not diesel-fueled and all vehicles above 8,500 pounds gross vehicle weight rating are now subject to the rules. So that's a big transition in a broader scope in terms of applicability. They're also targeting package delivery vehicles less than 8,500 pounds. So it's a pretty broad reach. In addition, CARB's view, as expressed by their staff and as you see in the regulation, they're targeting not only fleets that are greater than or equal to 50 vehicles or more, but if you are a company operating in California and you have a total gross annual revenue of $50 million or more, and you own, control, or hire even a single vehicle, you're subject to this rule. That brings a lot of entities under the rule that were not previously subject to CARB's jurisdiction. And the other thing I wanted to note here is a consistent push by the environmental community and even by some of CARB's board members throughout this process has been to reduce the threshold fleet size to 10 vehicles. And at that threshold, there would be a significant number of regulated entities that are not already regulated, and it would require a lot more infrastructure and ZEV availability, as we'll talk about a little bit later. Julie, that's really interesting. What is CARB proposing that fleets will need to do to comply? So for manufacturers, all sales in California must be zero emission vehicles starting in 2036. For public fleets, the ECF sets a target of 50% of their purchases to their fleet starting in 2024 must be ZEV and 
all purchases of new vehicles added to their fleet must be ZEV by 2027. For the drainage truck piece, starting January 1st of 2024, you won't be able to register a non-ZEV vehicle, which means that if you aren't already registered by that time, you won't be able to operate that vehicle in California because registration is required for drainage trucks. And then all legacy trucks, as the term is, that's all internal combustion engine vehicles that are still operating as drainage trucks will have to be retired when they exceed their minimum useful life. But essentially, by 2035, all drainage trucks will be ZEV. For the high priority needs portion of the rule, there are two compliance options. First, the model year option, and starting in January 1st, of 2024, any vehicle that's added to a fleet must be a zero emission vehicle. And then starting January 1st of 2025, all internal combustion engines that are operating in a fleet must be removed and can no longer be operated in California once they reach their minimum useful life. And there's a definition of minimum useful life in the rule, which generally is that if they exceed 800,000 miles or a certain time period past their model year certification, then they can no longer be operated in California. The other compliance option for the high priority fleets rule is what's considered the milestone option. And with that, starting January 1st of 2025, a fleet can opt into this option, essentially requires a certain percentage of the fleet to be ZEV by a certain time period. And those percentages increase every year between 2025 until 2042, when ultimately all vehicles in a fleet are required to be ZEV. Well, Julie, as you know, there has been a lot of discussion about concerns over zero emission vehicle availability and infrastructure delays. How does CARB plan to address these concerns? That is a great question, Megan. Apart from cost, ZEV availability and infrastructure concerns have been the major focal point throughout the ACF rulemaking process and even in the early workshop phase for this rule. For this regulation, the CEC and CARB, as stated in the staff report, estimate that 157,000 DC fast chargers are needed by 2030 for this rule to be successful and for vehicles and fleets to meet this requirement. And that's just for this rule covering the medium and heavy duty vehicles. The need for infrastructure is vastly expanded when you factor in the number of light-duty vehicles that are going to be required to be ZEV in the next decade based on the Advancing Cars 2 regulation. So what's CARB's solution to these issues? So CARB's solution to this issue is flexibility. And they've continued to propose a couple of flexibility options relating specifically to ZEV availability and infrastructure issues moving forward. For example, there's a ZEV purchase exemption, which allows for fleets to purchase an internal combustion engine vehicle if their ZEV configuration is not available is not available for their particular use. There's an extension related to delays in delivery of a ZEV that was purchased ahead of the compliance date. They're offering up exemptions for vehicles that are used on a limited basis. They're even offering what's considered a five-day pass, which would allow for a certain vehicle to be operated for a five-day period in California that doesn't meet the ZEV standard. And there are other exemptions and flexibilities for 
certain types of fleets like waste and wastewater fleets and snow removal vehicles, other types of vehicles that aren't the more traditional vehicles that you see operating all the time. And then specific to infrastructure, CARP is proposing flexibility around construction delays and site electrification delays. And this is an exemption process where you must get approval from CARB to be able to avail yourself of that flexibility option. Thanks, Julie. Can you describe where CARB is in the process right now and when will the rubber meet the road on this rule? Sure. So it's in full swing. CARB just proposed a formal 15-day change and there is a comment period that is open right now and a deadline of April 7th to submit comments on the proposed 15-day changes. From there, there is the second of two board hearings. And in that board hearing where we expect the rule will be adopted by CARB, that hearing is expected to be in April. April 27th, 28th is the next CARB board meeting scheduled, but there hasn't been a formal notice release yet. So it's possible it could get moved outside of April. But importantly, this rule kicks in in January 1st of 2024. So There are so many provisions here that stakeholders need to really start planning now for how they're going to comply. Okay. With that in mind, what piece of advice would you give listeners potentially impacted or interested in this rulemaking? So first, I would say if you want to participate in the rulemaking and get your voice out there, the April 7th comment deadline is likely the last chance you have to submit comments on this rule. Beyond that, The most important thing is to get to know the rule and your fleet. There are certain portions of this rule that can be quite complex. For example, determining applicability if you are utilizing logistics operations for your company. The definitions in the rule with respect to ownership and control can be complicated. And so it's important to really understand the rule language and digest the rule language and then apply that rule language to your particular fleet and your particular logistics operations to understand whether it applies to you and figure out a compliance plan for how you're going to make it happen going forward. Julie, thank you so much for joining us. Well, listeners, that brings us to the end of today's show. Links to submit comments to CARB, to our prior podcast, and Julie's contact information are available in our episode notes. With that, I'm Megan Burge. Thank you for spending time with me. Thank you for listening to this BakerBots podcast. For more information on BakerBots practices, please visit us at bakerbots.com. For over 180 years, through 13 offices in nine countries, BakerBots has the experience, knowledge, and people to solve our clients' most significant legal issues. This presentation is provided by BakerBots LLP for educational and informational purposes only. It is not legal advice. Under the rules of certain jurisdictions, this communication may constitute attorney advertising.